Hello, my beautiful beanies, and welcome to The Bean for Tuesday. First with yesterday's news, I'm Glenn ZB. We're looking back at Monday. Oh, this worker shortage, it's bad, isn't it? Um, they, they've, they, They're changing the inheritance laws, are they? What's going on there? Um, we're getting more picky with our streaming choices, and uh, Marcus talks about who he won't be watching on his streaming services. Uh, but before any of that, oh, that's right, the Australian election happened over the weekend. Uh, lessons for the government here? Ardern tanking as preferred PM is no different to what's happened to Morrison and then further afield to Boris Johnson and Joe Biden. I mean, so unpopular anyway, but already, you know, the most unpopular probably he's ever been. The popularity of leaders who've led through these times, who oversaw lockdowns and vaccine procurement, who exerted maximum control over their citizens, has plummeted. So what can our government do to redeem themselves? How do they you know, fight against the collective mood for change, our collective frustration? How do they secure themselves another term? I just wonder if they have the luxury of time on their side. You know, we're still a very long way out, a good 17 to 18 months out from an election here. Is that enough time, do you reckon, for the voting public to forgive and forget? Will the COVID era be so much in the rearview mirror by then that voters no longer care? Or will the hangover from this period still be coming home to roost. You know, voters traditionally have short memories, but two years of a pandemic, two years of it, all we lost, all we had to give up, will that just be too hard to forget? We have many more months, of course, to judge how this government leads us beyond just COVID responses, but the lesson of Morrison should be front of mind for them. Yeah, I mentioned this yesterday. I I still think it's interesting how uh, many of the News Talk ZB hosts are claiming... Uh, the Australian election result was solely just a protest vote against uh, the the status quo. Um, it's just I just find it interesting how well the Greens and the Teals did, and that maybe just maybe they're starting to resist the you know whole destroying the planet thing because there's been quite a lot of publicity about how Australia is doing a lot of quite a lot of destroying the planet by digging up all the coal and other things. I'm probably wrong. I'm usually wrong about most things. Uh, it's amazing I've still got a job, really. Or is it? From the sounds of it, from the messaging that I was getting from the government, they were kind of hoping that people would have this sudden transformation, that they could be raised up from intergenerational welfare dependency and drug abuse and suddenly, miraculously find joy in stacking supermarket shelves or becoming a truck driver. Now, all of a sudden they could suddenly get the discipline they needed to turn up for work on time and not stoned. Now, I think you know, there's still hope. We can still invest in people, get them out of welfare because that will have long-term benefits, but we need workers right here, right now, in every part of the country. So coaxing the little lovies off the drug dependency and the welfare dependency is going to take time. And that's time that many businesses don't have. They're facing incredibly difficult times. The fact that, the fact that many of you are still in business is a credit to your tenacity and your bravery. So you need support in finding people that can fill the vacancies that you have been desperately covering for the last 18 months.
what sort of support is that that you need? Yeah, I mean, this is the other thing that this is not just unique to New Zealand, it's happening everywhere. And I just, you know, we seem to be putting all our eggs and hoping that people are going to come from overseas to work here and fill in some of these job vacancies. But if they're not prepared to work in the countries they're coming from, why are they prepared to work here? I don't quite understand how that's supposed to work either. There's a lot of so many, so many things I don't understand. Uh, and of course, if you get a big inheritance, uh, you'll never have to work again. That'd be good. I mean, apart from the dead person, obviously. Tell us your situation and, and what you think about inheritance law. Uh, okay, so I come from a, a family of seven children, seven siblings. Um, and my, my father's a very rich man. I've uh, been married three times. My mother was his uh, second wife. Um, I wasn't aware that he was my father until I was 45 years old. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, I was sort of lied to the whole way through by my oh, my, my, yeah, yeah. my mother and, and my grandparents. Um, so what happened was uh, I found out that he was my dad. I made contact with him and just wanted to spark up a relationship with him. Um, Dad's pretty rich. He's got a lot of companies and um, a lot of stuff, you know. And my other, my brothers, six brothers and one and one sister, um, are all have all been very well looked after as they grew up. Um, that, you know, they've had companies bought for them and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, because I missed out on that because I wasn't around. Yeah. So you know, I don't I don't hold anything against them for that. Um, I just believe that from what my brothers have said and what Dad has said, um, that I've been cut out of the will um, only because I wasn't around for that period, you know, of growing up. So I, I don't know. I don't understand the inheritance law now uh, at the moment, and um, I don't know what will happen when he does pass away. Yeah, it's a tricky one, isn't it? That whole sort of how much inheritance do you deserve? Like, are you supposed to get it just because you are related to somebody? Or are you supposed to get it because you've actually been a part of their lives? That's... I don't know what the law says. Ethically. Oh, jeez, that's tricky, isn't it? It's so tricky, I'm going to stop thinking about it and watch some mindless television instead. But I'm, I'm fussier than I used to be. Well, according to... You know, latest data. How did the other companies, the other streaming companies, shape up compared to Netflix? They are tending to do better. What we are seeing is some people cancelling their Netflixes and uh, signing up for Disney Plus or, or Apple or Amazon. Why are they doing that? I think well, there's, there's a few factors. Probably, you know, we've all been in lockdown. We've all probably watched a, a lot of TV and 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 have watched everything on Netflix. It feels like um, the other the other reason is you know perhaps um, you know I don't know how many um, you subscribe to some some households have multiple accounts. So you, you know you might have a Netflix and Apple and a Disney, and they're just thinking, well, things are getting a little bit more expensive. We're seeing inflation in other areas. Um, maybe we'll just cancel one of them, and that that is tending to be uh, Netflix. Um, is it because, okay, Jeremy, quite apart from the fact that you might feel like you've watched everything on Netflix, for the longest time, I have been just a little bit peeved at the Netflix offering, right? I am fully aware that in New Zealand, we do not get the same offering as other parts of the world, and it kind of grinds my gears. And so I have a slight negative vibe about the thing. Are other people feeling like that as well, perhaps? 
Uh, potentially. It blows my mind to think that people have watched everything on Netflix. And so that's why they're cancelling their subscription. Like, I literally just got round to watching, starting to watch Squid Game the, the, the other day. I know everybody else in the world's already watched it. But, like, you know, I'm now halfway through, but... And what are these people? Have these people really got nothing else to do? I've got, got to say, um, there's a lot of stuff on on uh, Amazon Prime Video that sounds pretty good. Oh, funny you could afford them all, eh? Uh, which one's Hayden Christensen on? Oh, he'd be on uh, Disney Plus, wouldn't he, with the, with the Star Wars stuff there? Um, is Marcus a fan or no? By the way, to Colin C- Cantwell, the designer of the X-wing and the Death Star. He has died aged 90. Uh, also worked on 2001 A Space Odyssey. Got a degree in animation. Also was an architect. Worked for NASA at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So pretty up for a guy. And worked on the Death Star and the X-Wing Fighter. A dart being thrown in a British pub at a target gave him the concept for the X-Wing. By the way, I just happened to watch um, Solo in the weekend. The hand Solo Star Wars movie. I thought it was great. Thought it was really good. Um, I don't know if you've seen that at all, but it was the only Star Wars movie I'd never seen. A whole lot of Star Wars movies. I think we've got a new Star Wars series starting this week. Obi Wan Kenobi story. I think that's the way. Big article I read in Vanity Fair about Star Wars. What they've decided to the people that own the franchise, Disney, is that they are never going to recast anyone for a Star Wars movie that wasn't the original actor. So. There's never going to be another hand solo. There's never going to be another. So it means as though the new, any more episode starring Darth Vader, it'll all be that terrible actor will be playing him. That was the young Anakin, the adult Anakin. is terrible. Remember him with the um, girl in the forest, that meme? It's him. So any movie that is Darth Vader will be him. I know that sounds complicated, but I'm into this. Hayden Christensen, is that his name? Terrible. So they're never, ever, no one else. So it's if it's going to be Luke, if Luke is back, it's all going to be Hamill, who's 70, and CGI. Because I thought the actor was very, very good that was Han Solo in Solo. Yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it, the Hayden Christensen thing? It was absolutely terrible. Um, I, I do wonder if that's why he eventually ended up becoming mostly robot. If that was deliberate. I'm a big defender of those those three prequels. Um, I think they've got a lot going for them, but I can't deny that his acting is terrible. But, I mean, let's be honest, Mark Hamill's acting has always been terrible as well, if we're going to be totally honest. And it was just as well that Harrison Ford was so awesome, because otherwise I don't... Just look at it objectively. And I think that's part of that when you, you know, I think when you're relying on the force, I think the force gets you through with a lot of stuff. If you've basically got magic powers, you don't need to act that hard, do you? What's going on there? Interesting that I, I've only just discovered today that Hayden Christensen's name is Christensen, not Christensen. Look at the look up the spelling. I don't know if that's got anything to do with anything. Jeez, I'm starting to sound like Marcus, aren't I? I'm glad as you'd be. 
Uh, that is Bean News Talks. Bean, better stop it immediately. I mean, it's 12 minutes. That's good. That's penny. That's good value for money. And I'll be back, uh, who knows how long. It'll be probably at least 10 minutes tomorrow. It usually is. See you then.